It is the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast with your host and conductor, Anthony Smith. What do we have on tap? Well, only way to find that out, you have to tune in. You have to grab your ticket, get on board, put your seatbelt on. Most importantly, enjoy the ride. That's right. It is the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. Your host and your conductor, Anthony Smith. And we are getting ready to get this train on the track. So let's get rolling. You're listening to the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. Buckle up and enjoy the ride. seems fine. On your way out to your vehicle, you got to have bricks in your back pocket to keep the wind from blowing you away. Then you almost get stranded and caught in a rainstorm. You have to do a U-turn in the middle of the street. You're about five miles away from the rest area that you left, and the rain is coming down so profusely you can barely see past the hood of the car. You're talking and you're praying to God the whole time, Lord, let me just make it back. Let me just make it back. Well, I made it back. I stayed safe. I made it back home safe. Yes, absolutely. Anyway, so what's going on in the world of sports? Well, there's a lot going on. Right now, I don't have no script in front of me, so whatever I do is going to be organic and straight off the top of my head. So we are looking at a couple of situations here. Uh, a lot of people are bagging on Chris Paul. Yes, a lot of people are bragging on Chris Paul. I heard one overnight analyst say that Chris Paul could possibly be the Dan Marino of the NBA. There's one problem with that, though. Dan Marino made it to a championship. But now if you want to really draw a comparison and, 
and compared to a football reference, well, let's just say that he is one of the Buffalo Bills. Now, the Buffalo Bills have made it to four straight Super Bowls. They lost four straight Super Bowls. So how is there any comparison? Well, let's just do the math. Chris Paul led teams because at the end of the day, it's still a team game. Is 0-5 when his teams are up to, to nothing. So some people are calling Chris Paul a point fraud, not a point god. So let me just go back just a little bit. Prior to Chris Paul landing in Phoenix, all Phoenix was was Devin Booker and Highlight Reels and celebrating if he breaks a scoring record. That's all Phoenix was. They couldn't even put the P in the word playoff, let alone be in a playoff. Chris Paul gets there and, but you know, they end up making a championship run. Of course, those of you who know me know I listen to a lot of sports talk radio, so I'm taking in mental notes of how this whole thing is playing out. Ben Maller, Fox Sports Overnight, said it like this, that they had a, when they made their run to the championship, it was a biblical proportion, like as, as in the parting of the Red Sea, or a parting of the Western Conference, so to speak. And if you listen to Ben Mallet, he's not your conventional overnight talk show host. No, 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 no. That's a Ben Mallet reference right there. But he had just to say, when you think about it, it makes sense. But can you put it all on Chris Paul? Now, last year when they made their run to the to the championship series, they took out the L.A. Lakers. Lakers were healthy. AD went down to injury. That's nothing new. Then they take on the Denver Nuggets. The Nuggets had everything in place except their second best player, Jamal Murray. So there's another unhealthy team. Then they have the Clippers. Well, the Clippers were crying without Kawhi. So there's another team that's unhealthy. Paul George can lead them. So then we get to the NBA championship. Western Conference champions against the Eastern Conference champions, which we know the marquee player in that game, Giannis the Greek Freak Antetokounmpo. Well, Phoenix looked like they had things figured out. They started the series out two games to nothing. I'm pretty sure Phoenix fans was getting kind of fidgety and getting a little bit antsy. We're up 2-0. We're up 2-0. But, as Lee Corso would say, not so fast, my friend. In comes Superman to save the day in the form of the Greek freak, Giannis Antetokounmpo. 
from there, we know how that went. What looked like a cakewalk and an easy way to the championship for the Phoenix Suns end up being Giannis Antetokounmpo destroying their dreams. Sending them back to the desert. Cactus. Cactus juice. Prickly thorns on the cactus. Licking their wounds. Of course now. The way they lost that game against Dallas after supposedly being locked in. Yes, they were they were locked in. These Devin Booker said they were locked in. The way they played though, they looked like they were locked out. So long don't just bag everything on Chris Paul. We have to see what is the makeup of this team. You have to ask not if Chris Paul is a fraud, but is this team a fraud? What happens if you take Chris Paul away from this team? Now, of course, Chris Paul said in his interview, he is not retiring. At least not now. But could there be some possible trade talks? I remember some years ago when Kobe, God rest his soul, was playing. He vouched for having Chris Paul join the Lakers. The NBA shut it down. The NBA. So now there's talk. Of course, it's just water cooler talk as we like reference it. What would Chris Paul look like in a Lakers uniform playing alongside LeBron James? And let's say basically they have a two-year window. Just something to think on. Now we shift to the Eastern Conference. Yep, another laugher, another doozy. Yes, Boston. Do you remember a while back people were ready to break up the tandem of Tatum and Brown, saying they don't work well together? Team is not big enough for the both of them. Well, look at them now, and they're on the cusp of playing for title with the same two guys that you want to split up so how was it that they overcame Giannis Antetokounmpo and his bucks well for starts the bucks didn't have Chris Middleton that's the trump card everybody's playing that's the that's the line but I don't even know if Chris Middleton could have helped them out because to me I think the deeper team Boston Celtics, because you have so many moving parts. Yes, Al Horford does create a once-in-a-lifetime spark, and then he goes back into being Al Horford. But you have Marcus Smart to be a nemesis. They got other moving pieces on that team. To me, the deeper team is the one that won, and that was the Boston Celtics. So could we be seeing a Celtics versus Golden State? That's the general consensus. That's what everybody wants to see. But there's a reason that you play the games. Games aren't based on what we want to see and how we feel. What if it's Miami against Dallas? I hear people clamoring for that one. Even though the players from those previous two championship battles are no longer around, Maybe, say, for Udonis Haslam, but he doesn't count. He's a fossil. 
To me, though, Boston just had a little bit more firepower than the Milwaukee Bucks. So what goes on during the offseason? Will Giannis enter the compo, be upset, and demand more help around him? Because he doesn't appear to be that way. He has seemed to embody the culture which is known as Milwaukee Bucks because they don't go out and make go out and make the aggressive picks as well either. In the words of old Flip Wilson, they they're like this. What you see is what you get. I mean, yeah, they may add a piece here or a piece there, but they're not going out for the big splash. They're going to try to keep things as close to intact according to them as they know it. So my poll question tonight, based off of this first segment, is going to be this. Who would you rather see playing in the finals? General consensus says Boston versus Golden State. But what if it's Dallas versus Miami? Or what if it's Miami versus Golden State? Do Miami have enough to get past Boston? The way Boston's been playing defense and shutting down each team's key player or making it as hard as possible to turn them into more volume shooters as opposed to doing things in the confines of their team's offense. You see what they did to Kevin Durant. And even though Giannis got his, look at the work that he had to put in to get his. They muddy things, muddy things up for him. But, yeah, we could see Miami versus Dallas. We could see Miami versus Golden State. We could see Golden State versus Milwaukee. Well, not Milwaukee. They're sitting at home now. They're doing just like me. They're either on their computers, watching the games, or whatever the case may be. But, I mean, we could see Miami, Boston. Uh, I mean, there's several scenarios that we could see. We could see. Golden State versus Boston. You name it. You pick them. Anyway, I've been set up here off script, rambled about any and everything. So what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to take a quick pause. It is the A Train Sports Talk Podcast with your host, Conductor Anthony Smith. It's the A Train Sports Talk Podcast. A Train Sports Talk Podcast, your host and conductor, Anthony Smith. 
wanting to let you know that this podcast is listener supported. That's right. Driven by you, the listener. So if you want to advertise or sponsor a segment, simply reach out to me at 316-553-2010 or hit me up at a.trainsportstalk at gmail.com to get your ad or sponsorship ran on this podcast. Once again, a train sports talk podcast, your host and conductor, Anthony Smith. This is Tracy, host of the Moonstar Podcast, and you are listening to A-Train. Buckle up, baby, and enjoy the ride. Woo! Welcome back to the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast as we just enjoy doing what we're doing and that's bringing you all this good sport news. I mean, what more, what better way to enjoy life than just doing something that you love doing? Like the other night when I did this podcast, there were so many people that were influential on me doing this anyway, and they didn't know that they had quite the impact they had on me. And I will get them on here as well. But tonight we're talking sports. Yes. And one of the stories that has caught my attention is a certain entity has signed a lucrative TV deal. With major networks. And here is that the XFL announces ESPN, ABC will have broadcasting rights. The XFL announced an agreement on Tuesday that Walt Disney and ESPN will carry the league broadcast rights from 2023 to 2027. All 43 games that include regular season matchups as well as two semifinal playoff games and a championship of each XFL season will be aired and distributed across ABC, ESPN, and FX. In addition to serving as the league's broadcast provider, the deal also includes game day content rights. The league owned by Dwayne Johnson, Danny Garcia, and Gary Cardinals 
Redbird Capital Partners plans to relaunch on February 18, 2023, just days after the Super Bowl. In a tweet, XFL 2023, we're making it official. We formed a multi-year agreement with at Walt Disney Company and at ESPN, who will have exclusive broadcast rights for all 2023 through 2027 game day content, tent, tent pole event, and more. This is the beginning of an incredible long-term partnership with the league, building on my successful relationship I've had with Disney throughout my career, Johnson said in a statement. Through the combined power of Disney and the XFL, together we will create a new powerhouse on the sports calendar and bring a dynamic game of football to fans everywhere. Time to ball out. Sticking with football, when are the 49ers going to trade Jimmy G? Setting an over-under date for 49ers to trade their injured quarterback. Plus, when the Cowboys may be back in the NFC Championship, worst-to-first guesses and more. There were questions to be answered this week. And here we go. One. The hope is that Jimmy Garoppolo coming off rotator cuff surgery will be throwing in late June. If he can prove then that he's capable, that helps. Remember, with just one year left on his contract, how soon he gets back to full strength is an important element in his marketability. And not being able to throw in March and April with the rehab finish line months away, hurt his trade value then. So, just what are the 49ers going to do with Jimmy Garoppolo? Because at some point you have to turn the reins over to Trey Lance because you still don't know what he can do. I mean, just look at track records. of. Well, take a Patrick Mahomes, for instance. They didn't just roll out the red carpet and say, well, we've seen what he did in this one game in 2017, so let's just roll it out and let's see what he can do. No, he had to show them something even in spring ball, you know, practice, you know, OTAs. So why are they stringing Jimmy G along like this? I guess the same thing can also be said about Baker Mayfield because Baker has let him know he wants to be traded. He wants to get out of there. Do you blame him? Who, in your opinion, is getting the wrong end of the deal? Is it Jimmy G or is it Baker Mayfield? And the verdict for me is still out. Is Trey Lance actually ready? Well, the sentiment is Kyle Shanahan knows what to do with his quarterbacks. So let's hope Trey Lance is developed where he can lead this team because as far as I'm concerned, 
I don't know if the kid is really ready. He hasn't shown me much. I mean, he has the physical gift, but you have to have more than physical gift. You have to have plain ability as well, too. Baker Mayfield, on the other hand, his situation could be even a whole lot different. But I'm going to stick with this Jimmy G situation. By the time we get there, teams will have wrapped up their off-season programs, which means coaches will have had nine weeks with their players for three weeks of OTA practices plus mandatory minicamp mixed in. An injury in the course of that could, of course, create a quarterback need somewhere. But even absent that, there could be a team or two that decides after having the spring to look at their quarterbacks to add a new one. So, Niner fans, if you want a decent return for Garoppolo, I'd say getting it will ride on the quarterback's own health and literal and figurative health of the position at other teams. For those unaware, the last time the Cowboys were in the NFC title game was in their last Super Bowl year, 1995, which of course means Dallas. Drought is going on 27 years. To put that in perspective, just 23 guys on Dallas's 90-man roster were even alive for that game. And two-time Russian champion Ezekiel Elliott was less than six months old. Dak Prescott had yet to turn three. It's been a long, long time. That said, I do think there's a chance they'll get there next season. The Cowboys, on paper, should be considered the favorite to win their division, and the conference isn't what it once was. With the Rams, 49ers, Buccaneers, Packers, four teams left at the end of last year, still the iron of the circuit. So the door is open, and really, from there, it'll come down to checking some boxes. Can Michael Gallup get back fast enough from his ACL tear to contribute early on? Will Prescott bounce back from an up-and-down year? Does Elliott have any juice left? Does CeeDee Lamb now clearly the number one wideout take a big step forward? Can undefined step can undefined step in at right tackle? Can the older linemen stay healthy? How about replacing Randy Gregory? Yes, there are a lot of questions. There's a pretty high ceiling, too, though. So here's another question. Do you think the Giants trade Tony or Saquon before the season? In Saquon Barkley's case, I just don't think they can bring home the kind of value in a trade that would make a deal worthwhile. Barkley is due a lump sum of $7.2 this year, and has played in just 15 of 33 games the last two years while averaging a paltry 3.46 yards per carry. And while that number sounds manageable, it puts him in top 10 at his position in the league. So 
So let's say when you account for all that Barkley could bring home, a fourth round pick, given the time and money the franchise has invested in him and the ceiling he's got as a player, if I'm the Giants, I'd probably rather keep him and see what happens. New York, I believe, could get more for Kadarius Tony, but I do not believe the Giants are looking to move him. At the time when there was at the time when that was being discussed, Tony still hadn't shown up for the team's offseason program, and that means Joe Schoen and Brian Dayball hadn't met him face to face. They have since, and I think Dayball is legitimately excited to see what he might be able to do with Tony in his offense. So those are some NFL questions abounding. What do you think? How is your favorite team looking thus far in the offseason? And I know it's the offseason. It doesn't mean much. Except to those who are trying to make that roster and those who are trying to solidify their spots. I got so much more to come, but what I'm going to do, I'm going to take a water break. Which means my mouth is getting dry. I need to rehydrate my mouth, so to speak. So, A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. Hope you are enjoying the ride this far. When I return, I will have some more for you. So, keep your seatbelt on, because it's only going to get better. I'm Nick. And I'm Adam. And we're cheering from the cheap seats, and you're listening to the A-Train Sports Podcast. Whoop, whoop! Welcome back to the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. My Probably, not sure, but will probably be the last segment as we bring you some more info, sports related. Hope you are enjoying the ride on the train thus Phoenix of Prague. 
thing we talked about, the XFL signing their deal, along with Jimmy G and a little bit of Dallas Cowboys. So what is there to talk about next? Like I tell you, sometimes I have no idea which way this train is going. But since we are in the midst of the NBA playoffs and we're looking at conference finals, There's two ways to look at this next situation when it occurred. It was either a breaking point or a turning point. Jimmy Butler wondered if his heated altercation with Eric Spolstra during the regular season was a breaking The Miami Heat's amazing season has definitely had its share of highs and lows. One of them, one of the team's team's low moments came during a regular season contest against the Golden State Warriors. When head coach Eric Spolster and team leader Donis Haslam got into a furious altercation with All-Star, Jimmy Butler. According to Brian Winhurst of ESPN, Butler thought his infamous approach finally hit a snapping point on the heat. But even some of Spolster's closest friends had never seen him like that. Not just the emotional outburst in the huddle, but the dark brooding he did for the rest of that quarter almost stopping coaching as he managed the fury when horse broke for the ugly squabble. For Butler, three seasons worth of give and take the Spolster finally led to finding the line. It wasn't just that moment with Butler verbally shoving back at his coach. It was a long build-up. Spo was exasperated, one team source said. Even Butler, who sometimes seems to actually enjoy creating conflict on his team, wondered whether his, well, this was a breaking point, sources said. Two days later, after, Spolster missed a game because of an unrelated personal matter. He returned, reset, and ready. Butler, 32, joined the Heat in the summer of 2019 following a brief stint with Philadelphia 76ers. Over the course of his three seasons in Miami, the veteran has bloviated about his perfect fit with the Heat. Furthermore, he's had the best success of his career with the Heat. The six-time All-Star led the squad to the 2020 NBA Finals in the NBA bubble in Orlando, Florida. The team which faced the mighty Los Angeles Lakers was only two wins away from capturing a title. On Tuesday, Butler delivered a powerful performance against the Boston Celtics in Game 1 of the Eastern Conference Finals. He put up a monster 41 points, 9 boards, 5 assists, 4 steals, and 3 blocks in a 118-107 win. Heat legend Dwayne Wade was very proud of Butler's dominant night. Certainly, Butler's 
exciting performance. I'll do the negative aspects of his presence on the heat. The Marquette University product has a notorious tag as a bad teammate around the league, though opposing players have defended him, and his current Heat teammates have roared back against the label. Nonetheless, Butler's providing is proving his value in an unparalleled way as the Heat are three wins away from advancing to the to a second NBA Finals with him as their alpha. So say what you will or may about one Jimmy Butler. One thing that you can say is during the playoffs, 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 I just want to win the game. That's right, playoffs. Jimmy Butler shows up. And you wonder why now that Philadelphia is sitting at home, why there's such a sentiment between Jimmy Butler and Joel Embiid. You got rid of Ben Simmons and you trade him in for one James Harden, who we know has a notorious reputation for disappearing in the playoffs. By the way, what was the team that sent Philadelphia packing, got them sitting home? Oh, yeah, it's that uh, Miami Heat team. What's that famous Jimmy Butler quote? You took Tobias Harris over me. You took Tobias Harris over me. Well, Philly, how's that working out as you're sitting at home watching as a former Philly guy advances? Because upper management didn't want him to have a clash with the coach, who, by the way, also isn't there. But the cat is now off the bag. Joel Embiid wasn't happy about it then, and he's still not too happy about it now. In case you missed this one, and I'm pretty sure a lot of you did, because I know the growing sentiment when it comes to women's sports, especially when it comes to the WNBA. Some of you could probably care less about this next article, but I'm going to put it out there anyway. Because whether you find it entertaining or lack thereof, I find the WNBA a little bit entertaining. However, there was something that went on that wasn't on the court but it was on the sidelines. Phoenix Mercury's Diana Taurasi, Skyler Diggins, Smith separated after incident on the bench. The Phoenix Mercury lost more than just the game to the Las Vegas Aces on Tuesday night. Two of the team's players, Diana, Diana Taurasi and Skyler Diggins-Smith, lost their composure with each other on the bench. Video captured a heated exchange between the two stars during a timeout late in the first half, with Rossi and Diggins Smith having to be separated. And there was
was no sound to the video, but based on what you could see, it got very heated. And yes, they had to be separated. Mercury coach Vanessa Nygaard addressed the incident after the game. People play sports with a lot of passion, and so we've seen it, she said. We're not the first team to have any kind of arguments or disagreements on the bench. We've seen it throughout the NBA and other leagues this season. The players, they play hard. They play with passion. This is their lives. This is the game that they love. And there's a lot going on. Our team has even more going on with the BG situation, too. That isn't something that goes away for us. I would call it passion. And so we've seen it, you know, that we're not the first team to have any kind of arguments or disagreements on the bench. Uh, we've seen it throughout the NBA this season and other leagues. So um, the, the players, they play hard. They play with passion. This is their lives. This is the game that they love. And, you know, there, there's a lot going on. Um, our, our team has even more going on with uh, the BG situation, too. Uh, that isn't something that goes away for us. Uh, so, so, yeah, I think uh, um, I would call it passion. Yes, that was the comments of Phoenix Mercury coach Vanessa Nygaard. Anyway, in the game, Diggins, Smith, and Tarasi combined to score 18 points on 4 for 15 shooting from the field in the 86-74 loss for Phoenix. Phoenix is 2-2 two two on the season with both losses coming against the Aces, who are 4-1. and one. So what else is going on in regards to the Brittany Kreiner situation? Well, let's just go ahead and just slide right on into that story. As the State Department pushing to see Brittany Griner, NBA commissioner, weighs in. The State Department on Tuesday said Tuesday that it is still pushing to have regular contact with WNBA star Brittany Griner of the Phoenix Mercury, who has been detained in Russia for nearly three months. The consular official was able to meet with Griner last week when her pretrial detention in Russia was extended for one month. Griner has been detained wrongfully. U.S. officials have said since February after vape cartridges containing oil derived from cannabis were allegedly found in her luggage at an airport in Moscow. The NBA also weighed in on the matter Tuesday with Commissioner Adam Silver saying in a televised interview that he is working side-by-side with the WNBA Commissioner Kathy Engelbert to try and bring Kreiner home. That consular official came away with the impression that Brittany Griner is doing as well as might be expected under conditions that can only be described as exceedingly difficult, State Department spokesman Ned Price said in Washington. But sporadic contact is not satisfactory. It also may not be consistent 
with the Vienna Convention to which Russia has described. 31-year-old Griner, a two-time Olympic gold medalist for the U.S. faces drug smuggling charges that carry a maximum penalty of 10 years in prison. The Biden administration says Griner is being wrongfully detained. The WNBA and U.S. officials have worked toward her release without visible progress. Secretary of State Antony Blinken talked with Griner's wife in recent days. Price said, he conveyed once again the priority we attach to seeking the release of all Americans around the world, including Brittany Griner in the case of Russia, Paul Whelan in the case of Russia, whose Americans, who those Americans who were considered to be wrongfully detained, Price said. That has been a priority of Secretary Blinken since the earliest days of his tenure. Whelan is a corporate secretary executive from Michigan who has been held in Russia. He was arrested in December 2018 while visiting for a friend's wedding and was sentenced to 16 years in prison on espionage-related charges that his family says are bogus. Silver, speaking to ESPN in a televised interview from Chicago prior to the NBA draft lottery on Tuesday night, said, his league was following the advice of experts when it did not take an aggressive approach during the early stages of Grimes' detention. We've been in touch with the White House, the State Department, hostage negotiators, every level of government, and also through the private sector as well, Silver said. Our number one priority is her health and safety and making sure that she gets out of Russia. So there you have more news on the Brittany Griner situation. Like I said, this is, for me, this is ongoing coverage. I will keep this in the forefront because, like I said, a lot of people are not in tune to the WNBA, but these are, this here situation goes beyond WNBA, goes beyond NBA, goes beyond MSL, MLB. This is now an issue of fighting for one's freedom. Who is wrongfully detained? Whether you watch Britney play, whether you don't watch Britney, no one deserves to be wrongfully detained. And we are praying for the release and the return home of one Britney Griner. Well, last time we seen, and this is probably going to be my indie note, last time we seen, since we're in the lovely confines of Phoenix, as far as where this train is taking us to, we're going to talk about another Phoenix team that's also in the Valley, known as the Suns. Monty Williams, DeAndre Ayton haven't talked since internal game seven. Monty Williams took DeAndre Aiden out of game seven with 8.26 left in the third quarter and didn't. Suns coach Monty Williams wasn't budging on his initial comments about why DeAndre Aiden only played 17 minutes Sunday's 
decisive game seven. But said the two haven't talked since the ugly 123-90 loss at Footprint Center. <coughs> no, we didn't, Williams said during Monday's Zoom availability when asked if he and Aiton talked after the game. You guys know me well enough. I'm going to do everything I can to help us win games. And at that point, with the league where it was, I made a decision not to put him back in the game. Williams took Aiton out with 8.26 left in the third quarter with top seed Phoenix down 70 to 32. <laughs> yeah, that is a that is a laughable defense. How can you be down 70 to 32 to the fourth seed Dallas Mavericks? So the frustrated Suns big man only played three minutes and 34 seconds in the second half. Aiton took just five shots for the game and scoring a playoff career low five points. I told him I love him always, no matter what. Sons wing Mikael Bridges, who was in the same 2018 draft class as Aiton. I'll always love him. Hmm. Isn't that something? That sounds like farewell, bro. You'll always be my dog, no matter where you go. That's what that sounds like. When asked after Sunday's game why Aiden played only 17 minutes and 27 seconds to be exact, Williams said, it's internal. As observers in the area informed the Republic, the two exchanged words when Aiden came out of the game. I'll keep all the internal stuff internal but it was just a decision that I made, Williams continued. And it also got to point, I didn't feel like Chris Paul and Devin Booker were going to help us on that particular night. I do understand the question, but no, we haven't talked. I talked to the team today, but I have not talked to DA personally. Aiden didn't do any if I can pull that back up. And look like we've lost that feed. But anyway. It was basically just a bad look for Phoenix all the way around. They couldn't hit the side of, of a barn with a big bullseye flashing on it. Get blown out of your own building. I mean, who do you blame? I mean, like my earlier segments, you know, a lot of people are bagging on Chris Paul. Chris Paul, this Chris Paul, that Chris Paul is getting old. Each year that goes by, uh, Chris Paul's one of the, the championship. It's not all about Chris Paul. Trust me, it's not. Woo! Ha <laughs> Text message. Thank you, Jesus. Yep. Thank you, Jesus. But it's not all on Chris Paul. What was this team prior to Chris Paul and some of the other pieces put in place, like a Mikael Bridges and a DeAndre Ayton? 
they were just a Devin Booker highlight reel. It was to the point where I believe it was like their final game of the season and Booker scored like 50-something points, most points by a rookie, I think, during his rookie season. And they were celebrating that as if they won a championship. That's all Phoenix was until CP3 got there. Yes, as I alluded in my first segment about CP3, yes, he is 0-5 when his teams are 2-0 in the playoffs. But where would Phoenix be without him? Are they in better hands now? If Phoenix decides, well, let's trade. They decide to let him go. Pick up another one or two pieces. Did they think he get them over the hump? Yes, they're in a better place now than before he got there. But before he got there, they were just, like I said, a Devin Booker highlight reel, a Devin Booker scoring machine. Devin Booker had to have the ball. He was very athletic, very explosive score, but he was very unrefined. What did Chris Paul bring to that organization? He brought leadership and stability that the players actually gyrated to. Everything you heard about Chris Paul coming from the younger players is he's a leader, he's a teacher, he's someone that we can learn from. No, he does not have championship goal, but he has leadership qualities that brought his team together, that made this team relevant. That's what Chris Paul is. That's why Chris Paul, whether you want to agree with this or not, is a surefire first-time ballot Hall of Famer. Put that in the book. I'll even throw this out there. You take a Chris Paul in his prime versus a John Stockton in his prime, I will start my team with Chris Paul 10 out of 10 times. Trust me on this one. And some may agree, some may disagree. John Stockton wouldn't be who he was today without Carl Malone. Take that to the bank. Anyway, A Train Sports Talk Podcast. Your host and conductor, Anthony Smith. For me, it has been a blast to have you on this journey with me. And there will be more to come. Just had no idea I'd be going on a rant like I did the last five minutes or so. But I hope you found that entertaining as well. But we're going to go ahead and get on out of here and get our day started, get our night, get our night tuning in so we get our day started. But yeah, the A Train Sports Talk Podcast. This is yours true, Anthony Smith. Hope you have enjoyed the ride. Until the next time. Take care of yourself and each other. Be blessed. <laughs>